Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is an RNZ podcast. Alright, so um, the aim is to put the robot in water and you should be able to see what the camera sees on on the monitor. Um, on the monitor. Okay. Kartikeya Lal is a bit obsessed with robotics and as the lab technician at Massey University's robotics facility, he's been instrumental in taking this obsession beyond academics to school students in Rotorua. This is Voices with me, Kadambri. I grew up in India. I was born in India. Um, and I was 15 when I came to New Zealand. Yeah. So my formative years were basically in India. I was always more inclined towards, you know, taking stuff apart to see what's inside, what makes it tick. Like, you know, Bluetooth speakers and calculators and whatnot. And so I was always interested in science to make sure, to, to, to learn how things worked, you know, what made them tick. Oh, it basically began from there. I met the Massey campus in Auckland at the robotics faculty, and this place is awash with all sorts oh, of wow. gadgets that he's helped students with. Oh yes. my God, what's So you've never been here, I'm guessing? Never. Yeah, so welcome to engineering, Massey University. So this is the... This is the tech side of engineering. So Kartikeya's main work is to assist recent graduates on their projects, but he's recently been busy taking it beyond just this robotics lab. Jessica Cathro reached out to Kartikeya sometime last year after she'd been running a robotics program in Rotorua. Over 450 students have been part of it since it began a few years ago, working with underwater robots. It's all geared towards sending young Kiwis to international robotics competitions. I uh, run an after-school young engineers program down here in Rotorua, among a bunch of other things. Um, and we participate in the VEX Robotics Competition, which is in Auckland each year. And each year we try and visit a university and our business to kind of show students what they could be doing in the future. And we went up to Auckland and um, Cascade was running the uh, tour and uh, an activity for our students in, at Massey University and then when I was thinking about my idea we've got less students who have been doing Aquabots for quite a few years they kind of reaching the end of their current Aquabots uh, abilities and we need something to stretch them and um, I was like oh well, he knew lots of stuff about electronics he might be able to give me some advice on uh, how to update and improve a kit that I got from overseas and I didn't find very user-friendly. And he was like, oh yeah, <laughs> and then fully redesigned the entire thing. <laughs> Essentially, an underwater robot kit or an ROV, remotely operated underwater vehicle, can be expensive and they're usually sourced from overseas and not exactly suited to, say, year seven students. 
So with not too many options here in New Zealand, Jessica went with an expensive kit that was well, kind of well above the capacity of the young students to put together. So in comes Katakea to redesign the entire kit from the internal signal processing to sourcing motors and monitors and working out waterproofing the camera as well. So that's how the project came to be. I basically basically started with giving advice and turned into a full-blown blown project. Um, and I thought she would just need a couple of kits, you know, but it turned out to be 15. Uh, yeah, so... So you, had to, so you had to make the same thing 15 times over? Uh, yes. <laughs> so one design working, we tested it. Um, and once everything uh, was good and we were happy with it, then we replicated it. The idea behind the ROV design was to inspire students and the next generation of Kiwi engineers. And recently, Rotorua has been a growing hub of young robotics enthusiasts getting into competitions like Aquabots in New Zealand and overseas. We've had a really good uptake here in Rotorua and in particular. Um, we average uh, 45 teams a year who participate, usually in the standard. Um, this year we've only had six teams in the open, but they've kind of really led the way. They've had to deal with some, some great adversary, uh, adversity um, as the electronics is um, not as reliable. It's a little mm. bit more uh, susceptible to changes in testing and trying and um, go, just here, it's still not working. Uh, and that's where like Katsuke's help has been invaluable because electronics is not my forte. So I can do a little bit and then I'll be like, um, it's not working, what do I do now? And so he'll give advice and help and support with that as well because these kits are substantially more advanced than our standard kits. They include cameras, uh, a full-on electronics system with four motors. So it's, it's a lot more intense and there's a lot more that can go wrong. So late last year, the students in Jessica's program put these robots together and trialed them underwater in a pool in Rotorua, simulating real-life tasks like picking up objects with the robot, going through hoops, all sorts. Well, you had to be there uh, to understand the scale at which students contributed to this project. And to my surprise, there were little kids from intermediate school. I think they were in year seven or even year six and they were soldering these kits. Since we just provided the motors, the students designed their own ROVs. They painted it, they put some glitter on it, they just had so much fun. Uh, but it was, I think it was a good experience for the students to, to learn how, how everything is supposed to work in sync, you know? That is for the robot to go up and down, and the buttons are used for your so I'm now getting a live demo of the ROV. Essentially, it's remotely operated by the user, a camera allows you to see pretty clearly underwater and maneuver the ROV to complete tasks. Um, yeah, so bi-directional motors, of course. Um, so it's got, since there are four motors, I designed uh, four DC motor drivers, um, and that's the main board. So the main board basically talks to all those drivers using a microcontroller that's right here. Um, this is a power meter and that power meter keeps track of the battery level. So I can demonstrate using a LiPo battery, which is okay. tiny, but students use a massive lead acid battery. I'd say being a small country with only 5.3 million people, I see New Zealand has done very well for itself. Um, compared to other countries where 
people, students don't even get to touch 3D printers or, or you know, robot arms is pretty far-fetched, but anything of that sort, you know, it's basically theoretical knowledge and you basically graduate with lots and lots of stuff in your head, but no practical knowledge. Whereas in New Zealand, I see at least through this um, opportunity, the ROV Aquabots, I see young students getting into the field of engineering, doesn't matter what kind of field it is. As, as tiny engineers, some students have done very well for themselves. The main idea behind this was to give the students um, an idea of what it would be like to do engineering, you know. Um, there are some students that are really good at building the ROV, which is the mechanical design. But then there were some students that were more inclined towards the electronic side of it. So they actually did the soldering of the electronics. Um, and I think that's what uh, lured me into this project to understand um, how little kids could benefit from something which is made in New Zealand. You get a sense of pride, you know, looking at something that's made in New Zealand. It's, it's hard to imagine where we can't possibly use robotics today, right? The, what would something like this be used for? Um, water quality. So my, I'm doing my PhD, um, and my PhD is based on detection of methamphetamine in water. Um, in New Zealand, as we know, especially in prisons and, and even um, urban population, there are quite a few clandestine labs um, that police knows about, and then there are some labs that people don't know about. So this is a project where, uh, where we're supposed to design a sensor, a physical sensor, which will help us detect trace amounts of methamphetamine. So my part is to basically design that sensor that can do all of that, um, and then someone else can come along, maybe another PhD, that can take it a step further and, you know, do like a real-world deployment or such. In the meantime, for Karthikeya and robotics enthusiasts like Jessica, it's all about getting young Kiwis excited about the possibilities in robotics here in New Zealand and overseas. Rotorua teams have only been participating in Aquabot for, this is our fourth year, and every year we've had teams who have won at Nationals. So just the scope of it, and what I always tell the kids is every year... Um, we want to be better and that's why we want to share our knowledge and so that everyone gets better. As interest um, and knowledge of Aquabots grows across New Zealand, what's happened here in Rotorua is going to happen across the country. That's Voices with me, Kadambri Raghukumar. Thanks for listening. Every week I bring you stories from all across New Zealand about people from overseas who live here. So you can find us on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio and all your favourite podcast platforms. Today's episode was mixed by Rangi Poik and I'm Kadambri Raghukumar. Thanks for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.